I got to tell you, I was surprised to see Indiana farmers went from 9% planted on corn to 20% as of last Sunday during a stretch that had on-again, off-again rain showers. So, you know, with a bit of moisture in the soil, 75-degree temps to warm the soil. But I tell you, agronomists are telling me this planting window over the weekend is going to be close to perfect and corn is just going to jump out of the ground if it gets in there through next week because we're looking at temps probably going to continue to be in the 70s, regardless of whether it rains or not. More on that straight ahead, along with why the grain market was gyrating all over the place this past week, and some insights as well. The Market of the Numbers with Coley and Kavanaugh brought to you each week by the Allen County Farm Bureau. We've got an interview that we're going to be uh, sharing with you a little bit later in the program, talking about this past legislative session. And boy, they've been busy on that for months, not to mention the four months that the legislature's been in session. We're going to talk about some of the big wins that the Allen County Farm Bureau and the State Farm Bureau are now celebrating. You know what? None of that is possible without your support. So support your local Farm Bureau. Find your county Farm Bureau and support them. Find it online at itpaystobeamember.org. So, John, ideal planting weather over the weekend here and, well, even Thursday and Friday this past week. Uh, you've been talking to some farmer friends as well about how much they've already planted so far. So, wager a bet on how much you think our guys are going to get done by the final bell this Sunday night. Oh, boy, that could be one heck of a number because it's got to be going good today and it's going to be going good again tomorrow. And with the equipment we have today, there's going to yeah. be a lot of progress being made. You know, Ryle, I guess you know it could hit 40% by Monday. That's entirely possible, I think. Soybeans were a little bit under 20%, and that's probably going to grow to around 25%. Emphasis is going to be on corn, not soybean. Yeah. It's early May, and this is an ideal time to plant corn, so the entire focus will be on the corn as opposed to the soybeans. The 6- to 10-day forecast for the eastern belt and parts uh, portions of the western belt is for favorable weather, dry and warm for the next six to 10 days. So it looks like we're going to see a lot of this corn planted by <laughs> the end of May, if not all of it. I'm going with about 42, 44% here in the state of Indiana, corn planted, uh, because man, these guys, to your point, and we talked about it so many times before, about the equipment we've got right now, man, these guys can get a lot of work done as soon as those fields are fit. Well, hey, listen, yeah, there was a bunch of other stuff going on this week. And, and like I mentioned at the outset here, the market was kind of uh, doing a lot of crazy Ivan stuff up and down. The Federal Reserve on Wednesday raised interest rates, although we did see that coming quarter of a point and they gave the impression that that's going to be the last one for a while and we're going to sit back and get a better sense about what this is going to do in terms of inflation and then we had this market damaging bank failure business yes it probably has some kind of an impact but i think it's more about fear and, and the headlines really drove that because john at the end of the week it really seemed like the market kind of settled back down again and we opened friday morning in the green across the board corn was back up again Again, not by a lot, but they had retraced all of the losses over the last 10 to 12 days or something close to it. Soybeans still kind of struggling to get back a lot of those losses, but still, you know, up double digits on Friday. So how are you reading all of this when you're talking about quarter point increases and inflation and the bank failures and then this argument over the debt ceiling and everything? How much of that factors into the market? Well, everything factors into it. It all goes into the kettle and you cook it. You see what you got when it's uh, when it's done. We have so many variables in there that I'm having trouble keeping up with them anymore, but, I, but that's always <laughs> been the case. Yeah, nuts. You know, the bottom line right now is that we're looking at a sharp buildup in stocks of 
corn and soybeans this coming year if we continue to have normal weather. And the market is realizing that, and uh, we're seeing demand not being as, as robust, particularly uh, corn export demand, not nearly as robust as we thought it was going to be. The market's gone through a readjustment period. We had a sharp sell-off over the last couple of weeks. Uh, we're seeing a technical recovery, but I'd like to point out that the, the break that we saw was was uh, horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, July corn futures traded, I think it was on Wednesday, at the lowest price since January of 22. That's 15 yeah. months. That's kind of a nasty situation. Well, to a point that you and I have been discussing, and that is, is that the uh, insurance rates, you know, when you look at that, you look at July and it drops down like that and now you're looking about the insurance uh, <laughs> you're going hmm wonder how this is going to shake out particularly when we're watching the weather and seeing so much dry in the dakotas you were talking about nebraska apparently they continue to be dry they got pivots running but that's not helping some of the other ground no it's not and we just talked about all the good things going on right now so let's talk about something on the other side of the fence and you just hit upon it the central plain states which have been fighting droughty conditions for the past three years things have improved there but it's still basically a problem the dakotas little parts of iowa and of course nebraska kansas oklahoma and texas nebraska being a large corn producer state is one that we're kind of focusing on right now because Nebraska continues to be very, very dry. There are reports coming on Nebraska that is too dry for the corn to germinate. This is the dry land corn I'm talking about now. Remember, Nebraska is about 80% irrigated. And the dry land corn, though, is really, they're really having trouble getting into the ground because it's so dry. They're even running their irrigation pivots now for the, you know, this early. I mean, yeah, you know, I was going to say a little early, right? Late April, early early uh, May is usually not a time when you're running your irrigation, but they are in Nebraska. So Nebraska, I think, is a state that could have uh, more prevent planning than we realize. The Dakotas, they're in a mess again. Less than 1% of the corn in South Dakota is planted. And uh, it continues to be uh, very cold there, and uh, and they're still having some snow melt. And all indications are that they're going to have more problems in the Dakotas. And I would expect to see, as last year, an awful lot of prevent planting going on in the Dakotas. How much, we have to wait and see. But their prevent plant date is sometime in uh, around the 6th, 7th, or 8th of June. That's not that far away, folks. So, therefore, we may lose more acres to prevent plant than what the market is currently thinking. And I've changed the equation, certainly. But one of the other things that changed the equation, is you're talking about this, about the insurance price. You're looking at the insurance price and considering prevent plant, uh, whether you should plant or not plant, they're already talking about, to your point, that it's so dry in the Dakotas and the Plains that they're talking about switching away from corn to other crops. But if it persists to the point that you're making there, they could be making other choices. Absolutely. the uh, This is a year when the uh, crop insurance price versus the current market price is very attractive. Maybe but, it's more than a backstop this year. Well, but John, and you said this is the first time or you, not at least in your memory, that you can remember when the insurance price was as high as it is going into the planting season of the year. 
Yeah, this has been the the last couple of years. There have been really some strange situations going on. We've had very high, strong prices, and now we're seeing a sharp correction. And when the insurance price was established, going back to last February, we were still in some major bull markets. We've had a sharp change since then. As I pointed out in the price of corn, it's had a 15-month low. And this has all happened after the insurance price was set. So therefore, the insurance price is at a strong premium to today's current market price. Now, that's today, though, uh, right, Rob? Things have changed dramatically between between now and September. Well, yeah, and so, and I think one of the takeaways from what you're talking about there is, is don't be fooled by looking out your window because here in the Eastern Grain Belt, we are in a lot better shape talking to some of the guys. Yeah, you know, we've been a, a little delayed, but still to see corn planted at 20% here in the state as of last Sunday and looking at uh, perhaps in the 40-ish range, maybe 45 at a high. When we get the report on Monday morning, uh, we're way ahead of things. And with 70 degree temperatures and a little bit of moisture in the soil, boy, those seeds are going to go in and just hop right up. And John, you've talked about some guys in the southern part of the state that you know, and you've talked to them. And some of them, are they're in the 60% plus. 60 to 80%. Yeah. A lot of those people down there are going to be done by yeah. Monday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So don't be fooled by what's out uh, your back window. There are other people around the country that are struggling a whole lot more than we are. Come to the part of the program where it's the final word, and I keep preempting you on this final word thing. Uh-oh. I'm going to give you the final word on it because you and I argued about this this past week, and that is for the first time ever, China purchased South African they grow corn in South Africa? China purchased oh, South oh. African corn. Kafko imported a 53,000 metric ton cargo and another 110,000 metric ton cargo. And, of course, the question that was posed, I think, by the guys at Stone X, they said, is this bullish or is this bearish? Well, certainly not bullish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going bearish big time. Well, I wouldn't say big time bearish. It's going to have to be a lot more than three cargos. South Africa is one of the four leading producers of corn in the world. Compared to the U.S. and some other places, it's small. It used to be the third largest uh, corn producer. I think it's fallen to fourth. And I think we don't hear about it as much because our number one competitor is South America. So that's what we're always focused on. Yes, yes. I can remember the days when we used to really pay attention to South African production. It was a big deal, but not anymore. It's, it's all our primary competition is Brazil, which at the moment looks like this year Brazil is going to be the largest exporter of corn in the world. I Never believe I'd ever see that. Even with a little bit of trouble with that second corn crop, you know, went in late. They've had a little bit of weather issues, but still, don't forget, they planted a lot more acres so they can absorb a little bit of weather trouble. Uh, they certainly can. Thank you, John Cavanaugh. Coley and Cavanaugh brought to you each week by the Allen County Farm Bureau. And like I have said so many times before, the Farm Bureau is really busy at this time of year. Certainly here in the state, they are just coming off of the legislative session. I've got an interview coming up talking about some of the big wins for the Indiana Farm Bureau at this year's session. They tell me all the time the Farm Bureau's efforts to support farming on the state level as well as national are only possible with your membership. So support your local Farm Bureau. Go online to itpaystobeamember.org. Podcasts by Federated Media.